Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey there, and welcome back to another Tip Tuesday. Today, I want to talk a little bit about company culture. This is something that I have studied extensively over the last 10 years, and I really work hard to develop a culture in my company that unifies the team because in most of our situations, our teams work very autonomously. It's not like we have the typical office situation where people can gather in the break room and chit chat or stop at each other's desks. We are usually working within the areas that we live and we have to be very intentional about physically seeing each other, purposefully seeing each other, and be very intentional about the type of culture that we are building. Very important to build a space where people feel comfortable, where they feel valued, where they feel safe, where they know that what they are doing is mattering to someone. Uh, It seems like more so now we have a workforce who not only wants to feel those things, but they also want to feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves. And with that building, your company culture can be a huge driver for the growth of your company if you can unify your team under a certain mission that your company has. Whether that is, uh, you know, a mission within the company, a mission outside of the company, a mission helping other organizations, whatever that is, even just a mission for your client's benefit, unifying them under something that everyone can get behind. And one of the most important things to start developing that culture is to really think about what you are trying to create as a business owner. I always recommend that people start by thinking about their perfect team members. You might have uh, you might have one that you think of right away. I do. I have several that I think of right away on my team that if I could just breed those people, they are great. They are always helpful. They always want to step up if there is something in the company that is in need. They are always there to help each other more than anything they want the company to succeed. So in that is pride. They are very happy to tell people they work for this company and this company is amazing. So there is a feeling of of ownership. They just will exhibit to other team members, to everyone they know that this is 
this is not just a job for them. It is more than a job. Those types of team members are wonderful to find. If you step back and think, okay, well, if, if you don't have team members right now, start making a list of the ideal team member that you would like to have. What characteristics does this person have? And write these down when you go through this exercise. Uh, are they conscientious? Are they kind? Are they fun? You know, these can be one word things. They can be little phrases. Don't take themselves seriously. You know, whatever you can think of that makes that ideal person that is going to fit who you are and fit who you want the company to be represented by. What characteristics? So come up with that list and, you know, think through what that type of person is able to contribute to your company. It's interesting. There's actually a statistic that one of the most important features of a culture or characteristics of a culture that people are looking for is a culture of dignity. That sounds like such a big word because usually you hear like, oh, a culture, you know, I want fun and, and things like that. But, you know, dignity being very important and that's encompassing communication, that's encompassing trusting each other, supporting your employees, valuing your employees, making them feel like more than just a cog in a wheel. Do you think of them as just the result that they bring your company or do you think of them as the person that they are so there's a lot to think of when you're developing that culture and how you are mindful of the way that your team sees your company you want to make sure you can communicate that well and you want to empower your team to push that culture out to the community. I love examples of strong companies and their cultures. And I just want to give you a couple of examples as we're starting to unpack a, a couple of these Tip Tuesdays about culture. First one I have actually talked about is uh, Chewy. You know, have to start with our industry, right? Chewy, you know, if you look at their values, customers first is one of their core company values. And they don't just say that. I mean, how many companies out there are like, oh, yeah, customers first? They live it. Uh, most recent example was uh, one of their clients who had bought a bag of dog food. It was unopened. Her dog passed away. And so she had messaged them, let them know that, and uh, wanted to see if she could return the unopened bag of food. The response from Chewy lived their value of customers first. They told her to keep it, donate it to, you know, a local rescue in need. And she received a gift from them with a sympathy card. That is truly speaking to your customer at their level. So I like to encourage people to really evaluate your company and and see, are you doing that? Are you speaking your client's language? Are you uh, making sure that your staff is, is empowered to do those extra little things for your clients? Think that as you're starting to develop company values. What do you truly want that to look like? 
Another company that I adore and, you know, of course, not only do they have a fabulous company culture, but they also write about it, uh, and that would be Zappos. Uh, Many years ago, I read Tony Shea's book, Delivering Happiness. Very sad that we lost him way too early. But uh, if you have not read Delivering Happiness, I believe that's on my book reading list. If it's not, you know what, I could develop that into easily 100 books that you should read as a pet business owner. But right now it's just 50. I think it's on there, though. It is a wonderful book on developing your company culture and how you can clarify your messaging in your marketplace. Uh, if you look at their their company culture, their values, they have a little fun to them. You know, my company values are one words. Theirs are things like deliver wow through service and create fun and a little weirdness. I like that. Do more with less. Be humble. Love that. Absolutely love that. Pursue growth and learning. Those are all really, really very strong values. Another thing you might want to do is think of companies that you feel something for, you know, whether that is something like a Zappos, or maybe you have had an experience with a company that was outstanding. You might look into their values and see that that experience was just that representative employee or whomever living their values because their company instilled that in them that that was important. Definitely take a look at that. Of course, I do have my own values for helping people strategize in their own businesses. One of my values is crush the box. Now, what that means for me is we're put in these little boxes Uh, Maybe we put ourselves in the little box that, you know, this is all I can do. This is all I can be, or I can't do that because sometimes it might be our own imposter syndrome. It might be our own limiting beliefs, but we create these boxes for ourselves that don't allow us to live up to our full potential by having the value of crush the box. This is my commitment to continually innovate to not put those limitations on myself, to keep looking for rainbow unicorns because they're out there. Another one that I have is give more than asked. Now, this is something that is in my own pet services, has always been part of my pet services, and I always encourage my team in this. So this is just naturally who I am. We can provide what is expected. That is not outstanding customer service. That's not knocking it out of the park for people. That doesn't create that wow experience for them. I am personally always looking for that little extra bit that ensures that I'm providing value for people. I always want to make sure any conversations I have, any interactions that I have with people, they always leave with a little something extra. Uh, Another one of my values is learn better and do better. I am nothing without learning. My entire life commitment is to learn more and grow myself. And in growing myself, I am naturally going to grow my business. Absolutely, there are mindsets that I have right now that need to be shifted as I do learn better. There are many things in my life that things no longer serve me well. I'm not complacent with what I do and how I do it. 
I'm always open to new ideas and better and more efficient ways of doing things. I don't have a status quo. It's always a what next for me. Start thinking about yours. If you don't have them, this is a good time to get them because that is really going to be a driver in your company going forward. If you have them and they are not front and center in your company information, they're not front and center with your employees on a regular basis, dust those things off and see if they still resonate. You might find out that they're like old and crusty and don't mean anything to you anymore. Put some life in those values. Make sure that your company hires by them, lives by them, fires by them, acknowledges by them, and promotes by them. And make sure that you get your community involved in them. That is what I have for this Tip Tuesday. Make it a great week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?